0: Hello, my name is Hollywood Joe from Hollywood's World of Sports, and I am here with a special interview with the owner of Cornhole America and one of the founding fathers of the Michigan Cornhole League, Jason Duflo. How are you doing tonight, Jason? Good, Joey. Happy Halloween. How are you? Yeah, doing good, doing good. So uh, this past week, um, you got to travel all the way down to Tampa Bay, Florida for a special cornhole event. Uh, for the, the, one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players, Donovan Smith. And I believe it was for uh, autistic
1: awareness, correct? It was. Autism Speaks is the, uh, the fundraiser that we uh, work with. Okay. And how did uh, how did the event
0: come about, and what was your experience like down there?
1: Well, it, um, it came about because Donovan uh, runs an event uh, yearly anyway. Um, he has a nephew he helped raise who has a nonverbal autism and um, you know, with the coach uh, of the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, uh Bruce Arian, he, uh, he kind of recommends to the players that they do stuff uh, that has some meaning to them. So he's been doing something um, with bowling for the last few years, okay. uh, last year with COVID it got canceled. And this year they kind of thought uh, to get it outdoors um, and, and to include cornhole. So uh, they reached out to me um, actually looking for a donation from Cornhole America just for a couple sets of boards. Oh, wow. And uh, after talking to him, I was actually talking to one of his agents. Um, after talking to him, uh, you know, I was, I was learning that they were trying to call all the companies and try to get a lot of different companies to donate. It wasn't going so well. Yeah. And um, I asked them if they have any uh, thoughts of just hiring a company. I mean, that we had boards already made uh for tournaments and that we run that kind of stuff and yeah so that kind of developed from there um they were a little surprised that i was willing to come down from michigan <laughs> um and uh i was like well it's getting cold here <laughs> you yeah. know, number one. Um, yeah. me and my wife have a son that's down there as well so uh okay. it was you know we figured uh, we could kill a couple birds with one stone but the opportunity was huge for us awesome
0: awesome and so like what was it like like because you know when you think of athletes like there's always this perception of professional athletes and, you know, just, we have our opinions of them. What was, what was it like being around some of the Buccaneers players?
1: Uh, I keep using the word surreal um, yeah. because, uh, you know, I knew about it a long time ahead of time. And yeah. I knew that we had to go down and, and be professional. You can't be the fanboys, you know, around yeah. those guys, there's enough of them yeah. and we had to go down and be professional. And I had a, a group of people that came with us and, um, but, uh, you know, and Donovan Smith actually got uh, me a couple of tickets for the game the night before. Um, so, you know, we were checking out the stadium, checking out the tailgating, going on around there. And uh, we happened to be over by the store. And, you know, I, I prepared myself, you know, to be in this situation, you know, mentally. Yeah. And uh, we're in line at the store. And next next thing you know, Tom Brady walks right by us uh, as he's entering the stadium. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, uh it happened so fast. Couldn't yeah. A photo. Um, yeah. But, you know, the the hairs on my arms stood up. I had goosebumps. Yeah. And it was uh, it was like, holy cow, how am I going to handle this tomorrow, you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. when he actually shows up. So, um, you know, but once we got to the event, um, you know, we were so busy setting up, you know, worrying about the weather, worrying about making sure everything was right, that we were checking in people fast enough. So we had a small window. So, you know, we were in work mode uh, when players started showing up. Um, yeah. You know, my uh, wife was sitting there talking to Gio, had no idea that he was a player, um, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Um, you know, at one point I was going up to check on the registration table, make sure everybody was doing what they were doing. And uh, I looked over I was standing right next to Richard Sherman and, uh, you know, I, I looked over and I, I don't remember who I was, who I was even by, but I might have been talking to myself. I was like, wow, that's Richard Sherman. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um but, you know, for the most part, we were working. We were uh, all on the same team that day.
0: Yeah, awesome. Very, very cool. Now, prior to this, um, what other type of causes have you uh, helped raise awareness for through cornhole tournaments?
1: Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is probably with breast cancer. Uh, my yeah. mom is a two-time breast cancer survivor. Um, uh, I've done a lot of the Susan Coleman walks. My grandma um, struggled with breast cancer, actually. Um, Eventually lost her life to breast cancer. Uh, I have an aunt that does. So that's something that, you know, uh, is very, very close to my family and something that, uh, you know, I, I like to show my family support for. Um, sure. and then anytime somebody ever asked me for a donation, uh, for something with breast cancer, I, I try to do my best to, uh, to accommodate, um, whether it's even a set of bags or, you know, some advice or whatever, but, uh, you know, running cornhole has been, um, uh, a good way to raise money and raise awareness for some stuff. So, uh, you know, we get asked for stuff all the time. Um, and it's hard to be everywhere all at once, but, um, you know, usually, um, you know, we're trying to handle some of the, the bigger stuff. I know we're going to do some stuff this upcoming year with, uh, veterans. Um, yeah. That's something that's very important to us as well. Amazing. So, um, and I think we're going to do something with you with, uh, um, uh, Kind of CHD, yep. uh, I think we're, we're going to start planning that here soon. So, yep. uh, you know, anytime you can utilize Cornhole to uh, to help raise awareness for a cause, um, you might as well do it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's becoming the best way to do it. Uh, bowling yeah. and golf outings and things like that are become second and third in line to Cornhole right now. Yeah. So, like,
0: there's going to be a lot of people that probably see this. And so I kind of want to go back from the beginning because not everybody that sees this is going to know your story. Um, I want to ask you, what made you
1: start Cornhole America? Um, well, it was an accident. Um, I'm a softball guy. If anybody knows that, I'm a softball guy. Um, a lot of people I play cornhole with don't really know that. But on Thursdays in the summer, I'm, I'm playing softball still at, at the young age of 47. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've always done Thursday nights because uh, we, we take Fridays off to recover. <laughs> but um, I had a friend that uh, was substituting on our team and he went to Ohio State. He's not a very good friend, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, he's a good friend, he just uh, went to Ohio State. Um, but he happened to be subbing, and he brought a set of cornhole boards over to my buddy's house. We were doing a cookout and having a couple of beers before the softball game. That's how I was introduced to the game. Um, I instantly fell in love with it. I looked at the game as something like, wow, it's easy to make. And so I started making a couple of them. I made one for a buddy that was there that night. He brought it into his backyard in a, in a busier neighborhood. He had four or five of his friends reach out and ask me if I could make them. And so I just started making them that way. It kind of happened on an accident. It just got busier and busier and busier uh, to the point where I had to quit my day job. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the same time that that was happening, um, I met Joe Loeber, um, Matt Birschbach um, uh, oh, I'm trying to think uh, up here in Sparta. Um, yeah. Metzger's Ryan and Emily Metzger. Um, those guys had all just been recently introduced to cornhole too. And Joe, uh, he didn't start on the building side. Like I did, he started on the event side. So he had a a moments in time DJ business, which he still owns. Um, so he ran a couple of cornhole tournaments and because we fell in love with, we played in a couple of them. Um, and because we had the equipment and stuff like that, we, we quickly took those over. So, um, so almost from, you know, maybe the first year in, we took over some of the tournaments, started running our own tournaments. So it's been about 15 years of running tournaments now so
0: yeah i guess that was gonna be my next question because obviously you have the business side of making boards and bags um when did you so when did you start organizing tournaments
1: yeah it was it was almost a hand it went hand in hand um, yeah we treated them separately but they went hand in hand and it was always uh, easy for me to run a tournament because i have the resources um, the boards the bags we always had that kind of stuff so uh, we had the space to store it and the, and the ways to haul it. So um, we kind of took over some of the other guys that were doing it. Uh, Sparta uh, Town and Country Days is probably still the longest active um, tournament in the state. Um, that's a beer tent during Sparta Town and Country Days. And uh, Ryan Mesker, I think, ran that for the first three, maybe four years. And then I took that one over. Okay. And uh, Joe and Matt were running stuff uh, downtown Grand Rapids with Rich Coney. stuff like that um and so they had a couple big ones uh that we participated in and then we ended up taking over some of the stuff that joe had going on too so if you could maybe
0: give me like uh, three or five places where are some of your
1: favorite places to run tournaments at um i like to run them in the big spots so i like to i mean we shut down uh, ionia street last year uh that's pretty cool um, when you can shut down a whole street in, a, in a, the second largest city in the state and just to play Cornhole uh, and have basically a big block party doing what we love to do. Um, that was a lot of fun. We had a DJ out there. We worked with, uh, the, it's not the drive anymore. It's the uh, gold. Yeah, the gold DJ. now. Uh,
0: have some sweet jerseys too. Yeah. Way. Yeah.
1: So we, we had a lot of fun. We had a DJ out there. We you know, had the whole street shut down for the day um and that was a lot of fun but we also did the cherry festival the national cherry festival uh while the weather wasn't great but we were right on the bay uh we had a giant beer tent uh set up we had um 32 lanes there and we had to turn people away but it it did rain it wasn't the best uh tournament ever from a weather standpoint but it was fun (laughs) you know everybody was there with the right attitude we're all having a good time and, and meeting a lot of people and drinking some beers so, now you know, you've done
0: tournaments for fun, um, you know, getting involved in the community. And I've seen a lot of people that know you know you're very involved with the West Michigan community, especially the high schools. Yeah. Uh, who, are, who are some of the high schools you've helped raise money for in West Michigan?
1: Um, it would, we'd start with Rockford um, would be where my daughter graduated. Uh, we, we did a lot with the sports boosters. We still do a lot with the sports boosters. Obviously, COVID, we took a year off from them. Uh, and then Cedar Springs, right here. They're, they're the two schools that are close to uh, home for us. Um, I went to Sparta, so that's uh, on the other side of me. Um, you know, we haven't done anything as far as fundraiser goes. We, we started talking about it a little bit, and then COVID happened. But what we are starting to do is see that schools are starting to get the boards to get, you know, there's somebody that's involved in our, our cornhole network somewhere that's, that's taking it to a, a school level and, and volunteering to uh, get the kids together and do some clubs. So we're seeing that with Grant, Sparta, um, Cedar Springs, Rockford, Wayland, I believe uh, you have a group down there that's yep. doing some stuff. And, um, you know, and then we went over, we get asked um, from schools around the state, you know, so we went over and did a, did a football fundraiser with uh, Fenton. Um, and that's kind of new over the last couple of years that the, that schools are seeing that as a good way to raise money. Okay. And so with all these years, of doing
0: tournaments for fun and for a little competition, and even for the awareness in high schools, uh, you recently been starting up the Michigan Cornhole League, and I want to ask you, what's your motivation for starting the Michigan Cornhole
1: League? Michigan Cornhole League up. Um, my main motivation. Uh, this is a good question because um, everybody thinks I'm, I'm money driven. Um, by, uh, by running cornhole. Uh, we have four owners in the Michigan Cornhole League um, and our main motivation is to continue to grow this at a grassroots level. Yeah. So what we've seen is, over the years, and I'm sure you know on social media, you can hear some things about me, is uh, I, I fought hard to uh, make sure that people can come and enjoy a cornhole tournament without just getting their butts kicked by a pro. And a lot of times when you run some of these tournaments and there's money involved, uh, it draws people from, um, a ways away that are very talented and skilled at this. Uh, and that's great to have those kinds of competitions, but what it does hurt is the growth of the sport. So, um, you know, we were, we worked hard this year. We did a lot with the, the round Robin, um, making sure everybody got six or seven games in a tournament before, you know, before it came down to, you know, get, you know, cutthroat, but, um, With the Michigan Cornhole League, we saw an opportunity um, looking at what Texas does um, to really kind of rank players, keep them in the right lane. And, um, you know, we don't have to reward a player for being the best as an A player. He can play a tournament at an A level with other A players and a player can play at a C level with other C players. And there's no reason that the C people have to to fund the A people and there's, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're trying to just break it into more categories so players can play. Um, we also recognize that the Texas Cornhole League, um, you know, is very heavy on the social side of cornhole, meaning those are the guys that are there to have a good time, make new friends, yeah. um, get a, a night out. Um, uh, you know, those are the people that are meeting um, wives. They're, you know, they're, they're making new relationships they're there to have a good time. They're not chasing a, a paycheck or they're not yeah. chasing the, the dream of being on ESPN. It's more of a, it's a social thing. So um, that's, that fits our mold a little bit better. Um, you know, Joe Claire, if you have uh, ever met Joe Claire over at Michigan Cornhole, he's, yeah. a, he's a heck of a good guy, a lot of fun to be around. And that's yeah. what he's promoting too. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the biggest problem is, is that we've, uh, we're trying to instill this culture after, 11 or 12 years of really competitive cornhole here in Michigan. And it's it's hard to change uh, uh, the way that it's, that it's set up and organized right now. Everybody's kind of looking at the ACL as being um, the goal and being the most organized. And it is uh, from a standpoint of a national level and it's really geared towards the pros. But yeah. um, you know, we're trying to fill some voids where uh, um, we can make it more of a community uh, yeah. sport. Okay. So I want to follow that up because, you know, I've I've been, I've been to multiple
0: tournaments that you've organized, um, I guess because like, you know, certain players have certain preferences. Um, I I guess I want to kind of gauge what you've been seeing. Do people prefer the like straight up double elimination tournaments or have you been finding that people are enjoying rounders more?
1: Uh, they're definitely enjoying rounders more. Um, you know, the, the problem with the double elimination tournament is you're still paying $40. And uh, it's a it's a luck of a draw. Um, you know, I've been in some of the events myself, and I'm, I'm pretty decent at this sport, uh, although there's a lot of people that spend a lot more time playing it than I do. Um, but I've been to tournaments where I just got my ass handed to me two straight games, and, and you're yeah. out, you're done. Yeah. Um, and that's not a good feeling. And as the director, um, your job is to make sure everybody's having a good time. And, um, uh, it's, it's not to cater to the top three. It's to cater to 99%, you know, the people that you want to have a good time, you want them to come back. And I, I can't tell you how many times I uh, was at a tournament when we were doing double elimination and I would hear the teams that lost their first two games walk out and say, well, that was a fun experiment. and we're never doing that again. And, um, so that was where the, uh, no one left behind, um, line kind of came from is, uh, we want to make sure that those guys aren't discouraged so bad that they won't uh, try it again. Yeah. Um, so the the routers just gives you an opportunity to get five, six, seven games in and test your skills. Uh, you get a chance to be there. Uh, if you leave in two games, you don't get a chance to be there. You're definitely not in the right mindset to be there and, and talk to the other players and, and do things to try to get a little bit better. Yeah.
0: So. so one thing about me in sports and, Um, You know, I follow sports pretty closely and professional wrestling as well. And one thing that always fascinates me about, you know, those two industries is when, you know, a second or third generation player athlete comes around. So I want to talk to you about that because you have a 17 year old son, uh, Caleb, and how, how are you feeling as a father watching your son starting to excel at a sport that you loved and brought into his life?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. It's, it was not by, uh, not on purpose. It was an accident. Again, you know, this isn't something that I had even thought about. Uh, he played baseball, basketball, football, his entire school career. Um, but yet he's always been around cornhole and, uh, really, uh, you know, we played it a lot around here and he's throwing bags, but, um, he kind of did that on his own. I mean, he's, he's had the, resources here um but he he picked it up on his own and decided it was something that he wanted to do um he started with that darn flop shot man, and <laughs> uh he got really good at it i came back from uh, that florida trip that acl trip and i said that to him i said you learn that flop shot you're gonna be a dangerous player i said because i think that's a style of play that uh, we don't have a whole lot of it up here in michigan and it's uh, it's very dominant um from a strategy standpoint, oh, so he, yeah. he got pretty good at it and then he picked it up with uh, Jaden and they've
0: been uh, well, it's funny as I got <laughs> it's so funny as I've actually played, I've actually I throw with Caleb quite a bit and uh, I actually can hit a flop shot, but it's always unintentionally because I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> and so he'll, he'll just look at me and I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so because, in, because he's in high school. And, and he's only got, what, a year left, I believe. But I, figured, yeah, it's I, figured, I figured this is a good question to ask because I feel like Cornhole right now is where bowling was 20 years ago in the surge. Like it's just surging to heights that people may have thought they would never see. And so my question would be with that is, do you
1: think, do you think Cornhole should be a high school in an Olympic sport? Um, I think it's on its way to being an Olympic sport. I think it's a long ways away still. Yeah. Um, there's there's still, uh, you know, the United States is where this is really booming right now. Um, I, I don't know if you were at the, you didn't come to the Cedar Springs this year no. um, tournament, but uh, right, right about that time, we had met a guy that was from Grand Rapids originally, moved over to Europe, um, and has actually got a cornhole company going in, I believe it's Slovenia. Um, and it's he's the only company over there right now yeah. Um, so, you know, talking to some people from overseas, it doesn't have the following that it has here. Yet. Although it has the same grip on people, they get addicted to it pretty quick. So yeah. um, I can see that happening. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen in the next decade. Um, as far as uh, an Olympic sport, um, you're seeing it getting into schools, though. It's yeah. it's getting in there. Um, it's not a super organized thing. Each group, even the American cornhole League is is offering schools ways to kind of become organized in it. Um, It's going to just have to be local uh, people organizing it and getting things going. But it's it's great for the schools because schools are so competitive with other sports, uh, trying to make a basketball team, trying to make a baseball team. There's 40, 50 kids, you know, at at some of these bigger schools, all trying for the same job. And uh, Cornhole, uh, you know, you can can come with 10 people or – 50 people and, and still have a team. So, yeah. And so,
0: um, if the opportunity ever rose, do you, could you see yourself with the MCL working with MHSAA? Yeah.
1: I mean, that would be really cool. Um, you know, we haven't, we haven't talked about that yet at a a Michigan corner league level. Um, you know, that's something that's, that's, it's probably on the future plan. Um, you know, right now we're just trying to uh, establish um, territory. I guess more than anything, you know, that we've got some something everywhere around the state uh, as much as possible to give everybody options, uh, especially over the fall and winter months indoors. You know, so we're we're kind of leveraging our ability to uh, find venues and negotiate venues and. Yeah. Um, be indoors, and uh, I've always, in, in the 16 years I've been doing this, I always talk about it being a win-win-win situation, a win for the players, you know, a win that, uh, you know, Michigan Cornhole can can keep doing it, yep. uh, and then the, for the venues that they're, you know, it's, it's helping venues. Uh, in this case, uh, we've helped a bowling alley, you know, that was almost out of business due to COVID, you know, we ran a Cornhole tournament that really, um, you know, gave them a boost. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of things like that that have been helpful to the venue, so um, with the schools, you know, they have the space. Um, you know, the kids are, are seeming to come out. It does seem like that second generation right now is really picking up the bags and starting to throw them. Yep. And um, so, yeah, it's something that we're looking at.
0: Yeah. So I want to ask you a fun question because you've asked all these serious business questions tonight. Uh, if you could play a game of cornhole with three athletes or celebrities, who would they
1: be and why? So, like, we're we doing me and. Three other me people. and a partner against two other people? Yeah. So, I mean, um, it was pretty surreal, honestly. I, I played a game of cornhole with uh, O.J. Howard and Donovan Smith down there. Uh, me and Scott Harmson did. Okay. <laughs> and it, it wasn't much of a match. We actually tried to uh, get them to split up so we could have a fun match, but they wanted to compete against us. Uh, we beat them 21-0, and then they wanted to run it back. And I'm like, are you serious? But we did. They got one point on us. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, that question would be, uh, you know, more about who would be my idol more than anything. Um, I would, you know, I'm a comp- competitive guy, so I'd probably pick Steve Eisenman to be my partner. Okay. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Okay. Um, you know, but then you'd also want to have a humor, and I, I thought a lot about uh, Will Ferrell. I mean, how, yeah. how cool would yeah. that be yeah. to play a game with Will Ferrell? He yeah. would probably just, yeah. you know, as much as much as people can have fun with this game and the different terminology – you couldn't pick a better guy than yeah. to make yeah. some jokes there. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Who else would be uh, on that list there? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe Tom Cruise. You know, Merrick. Mar- yeah. Mar- okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey,
0: you know, it's funny you bring that up. because that movies coming out in another two weeks? Yeah. Months. yeah. So, oh, I'll be you know. there. I guess if I had to give my three, mine are probably pretty obvious. I would probably have to say WWE. Hulk No? nope no right. uh, uh i'd probably pick cesaro uh because he's super athletic for a pro wrestler uh i would probably pick uh christian mccaffrey and oh okay. uh, yeah and then aaron judge would be my three okay well um yankee. got a yankee in there <laughs> yeah i know i know i'm terrible um
1: where uh, where do you see yourself with cornell in 10 years Oh, geez, it's so hard to see the future. This game's changing so fast. Um, you know, right now we're uh, just in the mix of uh, uh, on the manufacturing side of this, just, you know, extreme growth. Um, you know, we're getting some new equipment, uh, stuff that's going to, um, uh, you know, it's the top of the line equipment. Like, it's like, where do you go after that? I don't know yet. But being able to produce these at a very high volume, uh, high level of quality, Um, and then, you know, uh, you know, we're looking at different licensing agreements and things like that, um, is awesome. Um, so from a manufacturing side, you know, that's just going to just keep booming. I think we're seeing incredible growth every year. Uh, I believe this year was 40% over last year, which was a COVID year. So that just meant that again, everybody that we made boards for over COVID somebody, they referred somebody, um, you know, from a standpoint of playing, um, it's getting it's getting to be a competitive world. Everybody uh, thinks they can run an event, and um, uh, and for the most part, they can. They they've all been to them. They can run an event, um, but you know to to run the big the big ones and to be able to really benefit um, in a larger capacity is what we're we're hoping to do. Uh, Michigan Cornhole League is uh, something that we're certainly going to work hard on. Um, yeah it's not something we're going to give up on. Um, you know, it's, it is an uphill battle because, yep. uh, you know, it hasn't been the ACL and, the, um, uh, American Cornell organized ACO have both yep. been around, uh, in these areas for a long time. So changing people's minds is, is not easy to do, but, uh, uh, the grassroots campaign is going to be awesome. We do have a huge announcement this week. I may have talked to you about it a little bit, uh, um, yep. you can yep. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I do <laughs> not wait. I cannot wait to talk about it with people. Um, It is going to be, it's a, it's a game changer um, as far as getting people uh, aware. And um, so I I just like to see where it goes myself. I just, you know, we try to stay ahead of the game and stay ahead of the curve. Awesome. Awesome. So before we wrap up, where can
0: people find Cornhole America and Michigan Cornhole League? So
1: both of those, if you just add a .com to both of them, uh, America.com yep. and Michigan cornhole Uh, cornhole America is basically the manufacturing side. We are building boards. Uh, we build backyard boards. We build pro series boards. We make, uh, corn bags, uh, slip aside bags all the way up to an ACL pro bag now. Yep. Um, and then Michigan cornhole league is, uh, uh, we got um, several directors across the state. Yep. Um, four of us that are, are organizing it and running it. Um, we're hoping to probably add a fifth. We're going to be hiring a lot of directors that are just going to be running leagues and tournaments for us, uh, across the state. So that is, um, you know, it's a big task. Um, yeah. but that website right now has uh, all the information for somebody to, to find us. And, okay. um, yeah. And what, uh, what social media outlets are you guys on? Uh, we're on, you know what, um, obviously Facebook, um, I believe we're on Instagram. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is not my 4K, right. but <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Uh, who knows? We might be on Twitter. I am not sure. Um, okay. you know, we yeah. actually are partnered with Catchmark, Tec- uh, Catchmark Technologies. Um, that handle some of our social media for uh, the Michigan Cornhole League and uh, Cornhole America. We're pretty much uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, okay. uh, Twitter.
0: So I guess I'll, I guess I'll ask that. Um, but in regards to Michigan Corner League, and Ketchamark. Uh, do you foresee a YouTube channel coming to highlight tournaments and leagues?
1: Yes, and that will actually is a big part of the announcement that's going to be coming up a little bit um, because that uh, we are going to be announcing a huge sponsor um, that's going to really push that and kickstart that here in Michigan. Awesome. Very awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, sounds like you have a
0: um, busy rest of the year and a busy – 2022 coming up yeah, yeah christmas coming so christmas
1: is uh probably second busiest time of the year for us
0: yep. so yeah. Okay. well just keep at it and so i uh i want to i want to thank you for your time tonight i know you're always busy and you know uh people don't know the backstory but usually jason and i stay up really late talking to each other when <laughs> get the board. we're only talking at 10 uh, 30 i know that, i know i know so and you're always you're a workaholic man i i have a. Uh, A great amount of admiration and respect for how hard you work. I appreciate it. uh, I do appreciate you taking the time out tonight and uh, yeah looking forward to seeing uh, the future of Cornhole America and Michigan Cornhole League and um, yeah I'm just I'm just uh, I think a lot of people are
1: excited and as they should be. Yeah well as as usual you're always welcome to come up and and Hang out in the offices, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> so, will make some more shirts.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. But, uh, yeah. So, um, well, I'm, uh, we're going to sign off for the night. Uh, this has been Jason Duflo from Cornhole America and Michigan Cornhole League. I am Hollywood Joe from Hollywood's World of Sports. And remember, controversy doesn't come without criticism. <laughs>